Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. What's up, everybody? This is DJ DeMers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! Yeah! is Josh Williams and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 164 for Wednesday, July 1st, 2020. Happy COVID, uh, sorry, happy Canada Day, everybody uh, in my country of Canada, of course. Happy July 1st to all my listeners and onesies outside of that. How's it going with you guys? How you doing, huh? I uh, have been up to stuff this week. I uh, watched uh, a movie. I watched, actually, I watched a few movies, Rewatched. A few movies, but one of the new ones I watched, uh, watched X-Men Dark Phoenix. Whoa, I'll tell you about that. I watched a documentary called McMillions. Hmm? What's that about? I uh, had a, uh, another bonfire, my buddy Mika's, uh, played through, uh, The Last of Us, uh, one and two again, and I started watching a couple, a uh, couple new shows, huh? I even wrote a new bit, guys. I wrote a new bit. I'll tell you all about that. And I got another, I got the biggest dent done in my taxes. <laughs> Did you play The Last of Us? Shut up. Um, All right, guys. So here we go with the podcast, all right? Happy Canada Day to all of my Canadian onesies. Uh, Country's birthday. I think it was like the 163rd or something like that. Um, Can't remember. Who cares? I could look it up, but, uh, you know, I don't do research on the fly, guys. All right? Um, (laughs) But, yeah, uh, celebrations, you know, nothing nothing too spectacular. It's funny. I actually wrote down... It's, it's funny. I'm, I'm recording this late again. I have a regular habit of, of recording this late. So, uh, I won't even tell you what the actual date is today, but, uh, it's funny because I wrote down one of the notes and, and I got, yeah, I got the hook. I got the hook in there. So this is basically, I'm only going to tell you up until the end of Canada day. Ooh, in terms of my timeline, we're doing this all Tarantino style where things have happened and we go back, we go all the way back to July 1st to tell you what happened before that. So I, uh, let's get right into it. Let's talk about some fun stuff. So real quick, I'm just gonna say I went to uh, my buddy Mika's again and had a bonfire. Uh, that was fun. It was just myself, him, his wife, and one of her friends. Um, and it really, I mean, it was nice, uh, but it wasn't particularly eventful. Like, uh, I don't think we really did that a whole lot. We just sort of sat outside. Um, Mika and I had some drink. I, I spilled a beer on myself in the first like five minutes that I was there. So I had like beer, all of my shirt and pants for the entire evening. Um, and that was the most eventful thing that happened the entire time. Um, it's not to say I didn't enjoy myself or anything. I just, uh, just, just regular conversation, nothing report home. And guess what? I got a fucking policy now to one my podcast that I do not waterboard you guys with boring ass stories. I can't even remember what we talked about. Huh? How about that? All right. But it was a good time. Had a good time. Um, Yeah. What else? So Canada Day, um, I actually spent with my my mom 
Uh, we played, uh, it was funny. I spent like the weekend, I went over to her place and, um, I, I told you guys on the last episode, what I thought of the last of us too, which was really just, just big. And I've since, I've since, um, uh, beat it a second time. And I think I'll, I'll save some of that, um, for, uh, for next week's episode. But, um, yeah, I, I played through the first one with my mom on the weekend. She was interested. I was, I was chatting with her about the second one, just kind of no spoilery, just sort of this stuff. And I was just like, you know what, if you're, if you're not doing anything, you know, I'm like, I'll bring my PlayStation over and we'll, we'll burn through the first, uh, last of us game. So you know what the backstory is. Um, and it's, it's funny. I've played through that game so many times that, that I can burn through it in a few hours. So honestly, my mom and my mom was just looking for visitors. And now that we're allowed to actually see each other again, due to, due to, you know, COVID's the rules loosening up. Um, yeah, I did that. So we burned through the first last of us game. She really enjoyed it. Um, I don't know if I'd mentioned this already, so I'm just going to do it again. Um, HBO is doing a last of us series. Um, they got the director from Chernobyl. They got a few, uh, or I guess a creative director, whatever they got Neil Druckmann who directed the game wrote and directed the game. They've got uh, the guy who, who did a lot of work on the Chernobyl series. That was really popular. They've got, uh, also apparently they like, they got one of the directors who directed episodes of breaking bad. So like HBO is doing a, you know, they, they're going to, they're going to do a real go of this thing. So, um, and, and the main reason being, I even watched an interview with Troy Baker, who's the guy who voices Joel, the main character from the first one. Um, and he was saying how, like, you know, the, the story of it is just so good that, that it really does need to be shared in other medium besides video games. Cause if you're not a gamer, you're just never going to get a chance to, to experience it. And, uh, you know, it's not the be all and end all of storytelling. It's just, it's a really good story. And compared to a lot of the shit that's out there on television, this is one that's actually worth your time to, to watch and sort of evaluate. Uh, and then the second one blows the doors off of so many things. Again, um, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're any kind of gamer and you're one of the people who was influenced by the leaks, uh, throw all that shit by the wayside. I've watched so many videos just describing the game and stuff since, um, and, and, and their thoughts and things like that. Like really anyone who's like, this game's stupid. It's woke, bl-, completely, completely, uh, incorrect. Um, but whatever, who cares? Um, my mom really enjoyed the first one and, and we basically played through enough of it that, uh, she was able to, uh, get the idea of the first story. We sort of chatted about her thoughts on that one. It was cool. Uh, we, we did play the first game. We played the, uh, DLC with the downloadable content story called left behind, um, where you effectively find out information about, uh, you know, Ellie, the main character, some of her backstory and some things that kind of happened in time jumps during the first game. And it was cool. It won a bunch of awards and, uh, and whatnot. Uh, from the gaming community. So, um, it was cool. We did that. And then we basically, so this was over like Saturday and Sunday. So I spent, you know, Saturday and Sunday, Saturday, I think it was like Saturday evening and then Sunday afternoon and evening. And it was basically, we played through the first game, we played the DLC and then we played through, um, just the second parts hook. So we got part two of the last of us just started to the point where, you know, um, zero spoilers, but something really significant happens in the first couple of hours. And it basically just gets you started and makes you, like I said, for, for myself, it was like, wow, I gotta, I gotta keep 
playing this until until the end. Just to, not until the answer is. I was just like, wow, I got to keep going, keep going, keep going, because it just keeps grabbing more and more and more. Um, but yeah, so I, I I'm sure you guys are getting sick of me talking about The Last of Us. I will move on from it. Um, but that's one of the things I did uh, this week with my mom. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, what else we got here? Um, and I'd love to know if you guys have anything, like I said, I mean, I, I mention this all the time. The email is contact at one man podcast.com. I'm saying this because I got listeners who were readers and you guys watch TV and you watch movies, you play games and stuff like that. I get a lot of people who like reach out to me, you know, via Facebook and just sort of make a recommendation or give me their thoughts. I would love for you to throw it in an email because that way, like, I mean, if there's something that you really liked and you're really passionate about, um, it's not when you email me, you're not just, you know, not just telling me you're telling everyone who's listening. So you can share something that you really enjoyed and that you're really passionate about. Um, you know, you can sound as like, uh, as big a nerd about some of this shit, uh, as me, you know? Uh, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I dig this stuff, man. It's, it's fun, especially during like, now that things are starting to go back to normal, that's great. Just over this COVID period, there was a lot of like, just kind of hanging out and getting a chance to a burn through my backlog of games. Um, but at the same time, just, yeah, I kind of go through some shits that I thought was really cool. Um, I, uh, I watched X-Men dark Phoenix. Um, oh my God, what a piece of shit movie that was like they, the X-Men movies garbage. Um, the first one, like, I'm going to put it to you this way. All right. Let's just, let's just bang through it real quick. Um, the first X-Men movie, bef- this was before the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe it was one of the first superhero movies that they did. I think it was still in high school when the first one came out and, and kind of was the first movie I ever saw Hugh Jackman. And I'd never heard of that guy before. Um, and speaking of Hugh Jackman, he's one of the characters that the whole fans are saying that like, yeah, he should play Joel in the, the HBO show, you know, for the last of us. Um, but it was the first time I ever saw Hugh Jackman and like the, the level of like PG shit in the movies, like some of these Marvel characters are are pretty visceral. Like, I mean, that's why Deadpool did so well because it was like the first R rated, you know, superhero movie. Um, but, or well, not, maybe not superhero movie, but the first R rated like Marvel movie. Uh, and it did really well. And then of course the very last Wolverine movie, Logan, you know, that one got an R rating and that one also did particularly well, just because they get, they gave the character, even though he's an old, old and decrepit at this point, they just finally gave him the ability to be like, yeah, that's what Wolverine's all about. He has fucking knives for hands. He can't fly. He can't, you know, turn invisible or anything like that. He can't stop a meteor, you know, but the guy can fuck you up with his goddamn Freddy Krueger hands. You know what I mean? So <laughs> the guy can fruit ninja the fuck out of a, a backyard, but that's about it. You know what I mean? But it, so yeah, like when you put PG 13 and it's like, can you punch people, you know, and we'll, we'll maybe show that like your knives were in them too. But yeah, it, it was, it was, they were goofy. So the first X-Men stupid, the second X-Men started to get a little interesting. They, they started to do a little bit of like Wolverine backstory. And then the third one, they just started murdering X-Men for no fucking reason. You know, oh, they already did the Dark Phoenix story in like the Femke Jensen, Jean Grey one and James Marsden, you know, and it was like, oh, they just did a shitty job with it and it was stupid. And they just started murdering and killing off X-Men. And it was just really dumb. Then they did X-Men first class. They're like, hey, why don't we reboot the series? Amazing. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, it was great. And, and X-Men first class was a phenomenal, phenomenal movie. Uh, again, one of my first, I think it was the second thing I ever saw, uh, Oh my God. Fassbender, Michael Fassbender. And first thing I ever saw him was, uh, Inglorious Bastards. He was great in that. Um, 
but yeah, it was like McAvoy and, and Fassbender did a great job as, as you know, Professor X and, and, and Magneto. And it was a great movie. It was fun. It was, it was well done. They did a really good job. And then the second one is like, Hey, X-Men days of future past. Hey, let's take this one. That's good. And let's force the other fucking idiotic characters from our fucking universe into it. And that way it like makes sense, right? Like, cause it's like the old ones and then the new ones and they'll go together and we'll have all the young X-Men working with the older X-Men and just, it was so, ugh, whatever, who cares? It's stupid. It was stupid. Stop shoehorning those old X-Men, the Ian McKellen, Patrick Stewart. Not that either one of them was shit. Just leave it alone. It's done. I mean, I swear to God, like there's like what, eight movies total? How many times? And so you have the X-Men first class, then you have Days of Future Past, then they did uh, Apocalypse, I think they called it. I don't remember what the fuck that one was called. But yeah, X-Men Apocalypse, and then they decided to do the Phoenix again, and it was stupid. Every one of these movies, every single one of these movies is, <laughs> for the most part, Charles Xavier saying to Magneto, hey man, what is it? Like James McAvoy. Every single movie, he literally goes, Eric, they'll only see us as monsters if you go forward with this. And they're like, don't worry, Charles. They, you had your chance, Charles. Now it's going to be my turn. It's like every... And then he puts on his helmet, right? Stay out of my head, Charles. Eric, don't do this. They have had that chance. It's so stupid. Every one of them is the exact same plot every single time. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. I watched it. It was dumb. Uh, I don't remember if they killed any X-Men off or whatever. It was just like, all I got to say is thank God it's over. Thank God it's over. Marvel bought the bought Fox, so all of those Marvel properties uh, come back. And again, this is just some nerd shit, my, my thing that I'm into, but it is over. <laughs> There's going to be no more Charles. Charles, Eric, Eric, please. No, Charles. Your time is <laughs> it's just stupid. It's just stupid. Um, but I was doing taxes, huh? I was getting all my expenses done. There's so many, uh, so many expense receipts. So I basically burned through like a bunch of shit. I watched uh ready or not again, which was the same movie I watched on the plane over to Scotland. I just threw that on the background. That was a fun one. Re ready or not. Yeah. Ready or not. Here I come hide and seek. Was it? Yeah. It's called called ready or not, not hide and seek. They're playing hide and seek in the movie. Anyways. Um, I watched uh, this one. I found interesting. All right. This one I found very interesting. I watched a documentary on HBO because I was dicking around on Crave and uh, the HBO section, I'm like, oh, there's a lot of good documentaries on Netflix, but I think I've poked around. I can't say I've watched every documentary I want to, but docs are kind of cool because just info in the background. I can, fo I can focus more on what I'm doing versus like, you know, an action movie or something. I made that realization particularly early in the day after putting two movies on and getting almost nothing done. I was like, yeah, I better switch to something that's going to be less uh, interesting. And I found a documentary called McMillions. Okay. So an HBO documentary and, uh, funny enough, like I just thought it was gonna be another thing about how like McDonald's is evil and they suck and all this stuff, you know, McDonald's replaces 90% of their beef with donkey meat and renames the company it's from 100% beer. But like, I don't know if you guys know that, but, but the company that, that, that distributes distributes or ships, I, I, this is, you know, you have to fact check a little hard on this, but their company that delivers the meat is called 100% pure beef. And that's interesting because it allows, it allows for an answer. Like, I remember if you ask them McDonald's like, Hey, what are the burgers made of? And they go, well, they come from 100% pure beef. It's like, yeah, they come from a company named 100% pure beef. Very, very interesting way of, uh, 
of answering that question, right? They come from 100% from, oh, they're, they're, they're made with 100% pure beef. No, they come from 100% pure beef. Um, so anyways, I thought it was just gonna be like another documentary about that, you know, other oh, evil or whatever. Turns out this was a documentary about how, uh, for a, like a good 10 years, the McDonald's monopoly, like million dollar winners, um, the stickers were actually like being given out to people specifically, like somebody was stealing them and had this big scam going where they were like giving the McDonald's, uh, you know, million dollar stickers to like people that they knew, but like with different last names and, and, you know, distant relative that, and then how it started to spiral more became this huge scam where this guy was, was stealing like millions of dollars from McDonald's and he wasn't just stealing them and giving them away. Like there was, there was, he, the guy got like mobsters involved. So basically what was happening was, um, they, at, at first, like it, it's like six parts. All right. And they're like about an hour long each. And it was really interesting because you had, uh, like you're going, okay, you got, you got McDonald's as the corporation. Well, McDonald's doesn't run their own promotion. They get a marketing company, not unlike the ones that I work for to run their promotion for them. And that company was called Simon pure. Was it called Simon pure? No, it wasn't. Simon, I think it was just Simon marketing. Maybe it was Simon pure. So I think it was Simon marketing, whatever. Cause I think I've worked for one called Simon pure. Ooh, did they start another one and rebrand themselves? That would be interesting. Anyways, Simon marketing is, I believe the name of the, the, the company. Um, I've worked for Simon pure anyways. Uh, Simon marketing, uh, did their monopoly game for them. Right. The only thing is that Simon marketing, they designed it and how it would go and everything like that, but they're also not a, uh, printing company, right? They need to go to a printing company. So there's a printing company responsible for printing the actual stickers. So like they go through all this process of like, they were, they spent some time trying to figure out like the FBI got involved in it, uh, really early because they got like an, an, an they got an anonymous tip that, uh, you know, somebody was rigging the McDonald's game. And then like, there was like this new FBI agent who was trying, you know, he's working with this other guy and like on a post-it note on one part of his desk, it said like McDonald's monopoly sticker scam or something like that. And he, you know, he said like that, that he was, that what he was working on with the other guy wasn't anything particularly interesting or whatever. So he was like, he's like, I just saw it randomly. He was like, Hey, well, what's, what's this? And then like, so the guy started to look into it and started to put some things together. And then he went back to the more, you know, seasoned, uh, agent or whatever was like, Hey, well, look, Hey, if you look at this, look at that, whatever. And then the more agent was like, Hey, let me, let me take care of this. Let me take this off your hands. Basically the other guy had done a reasonable amount of reasonable, you know, he basically gave a little bit of clout to the claim. And now there was something that they were interested in. So they, they started like, you know, connecting dots and seeing how like almost everybody who had won was, had some sort of connection. Like they knew each other somehow or whatever. And they started to build it from there and they were trying to figure out, you know, then they started to try to figure out, is it McDonald's that that's responsible or is it the Simon marketing that's responsible or is it the printing company that's responsible? And then they go through like all these different things where like they're, they're telling you how everything's made and how secure it is and everything like that. And, you know, and then they established, you know, it was not McDonald's that knows, um, and it's not the printing company that knows, and it's not the, the marketing company, like who, who's responsible for this. And eventually they find you know, that it's like the head of security for the marketing company seems to be the guy that everybody keeps referencing. Like all these people, they started wiretaps and shit like that. But they, they go into like how, like one guy who, who was like affiliated with the mob, how he was getting the stickers 
um, from this, you know, head of security guy and they would find people who wanted them and they would charge them like a hundred thousand dollars upfront for the sticker. And McDonald's doesn't pay out. Like when you get your million dollar sticker, McDonald's doesn't pay you the million dollars. They like upfront, they, they send you, they give you $50,000 over the course of, you know, per year over the course of 20 years. And so um, they, these people have to pay like a hundred grand up front, and then they're like, oh, but I'm gonna get my money over. And then they made this, the, then they, they, the guys would say like, you owe us a hundred grand up front, and then you need to give us 25,000 of the 50,000 that you get every year. Uh, I think it was like only for like five years or six years, but the whole idea was like, these people would like mortgage their house to get these stickers. And then when they get the first, like, so like, so they're basically getting 25,000, but here's the thing is that they get taxed on that. So they were saying that like of the 50 grand, they would end up with 35 grand afterwards. And then they had to pay 25 grand. So they were getting like 10,000 bucks a year. And so they were like, it would take 10 years just to get their hundred grand that they spent, that, that they spent back. And then they're like, and so everyone in the community is like treating me like I'm a millionaire now. I'm, I'm getting 10 grand a year, which is not that much. So they're like, they still need work. And everyone's like, ah, you don't need work. You know, you're, you're fine. You got your millions, whatever. Um, and like, they're talking about all the different people who got involved. They're interviewing all these different people. They're showing how they, they caught, caught people, whatever. But the one thing that they kind of kept talking about, but never told you how he did it was how did this guy head of security get these stickers? Because they were talking about all the whole process and it was impossible. And of course they saved that little piece of information for the very end of the documentary. And I, I won't spoil it for you. If you want to hear it, send me an email and tell me to tell you. But it was like, they basically were saying that like, uh, again, this is not, this is not how he did it, but like they were, they would have, you know, two people watching the stickers at, at all times. There'd be a bunch of people there watching them when they came off the, the printer, they would go into like a briefcase that would have, you know, combinations, uh, two different com like each side of the briefcase would have a different combination and only one person knew the combination to each side. There's always two people with it, everything like that. And so it was this whole, like, how the fuck did this guy get these things? And, um, and again, they, they save it right till the end. So either if you have Crave, go ahead and watch it. It's very, it was very interesting. And you're like, what the fuck, you know, is going on? But fascinating overall, but like these people getting fucking scanned, this guy ran away with millions. Plus there was like, it was honestly like a, like a, like a pyramid scheme where it was just like everybody who's like, you know, you got these, got this big guy who's dolling out the stickers. Then you got these people underneath who are getting other people to find people who might want the million and, you know, cough up the hundred grand first, you know, cash fucking cash. The mob was involved. Like people affiliated with the mob who are like telling people like, Hey, you know, I can get you this million dollar sticker. Uh, you know, the guy, the guy was telling people like, oh, you know, Hey, McDonald's doesn't care who the winners are. You know, I'm, I, it's my job to pick the winners, but you know, Hey, if you want me to pick you, you know, you got to cough up the money up front and people who did know that they were part of a scam, people who didn't know, um, you know, and you're like, well, how'd you not know? Like, it, it was funny. Cause like, there's like some of these, these recruiters we're effectively like, oh, hey, man, my buddy's getting a divorce and he just won this. But if he if he claims it, his wife's going to take half of it and he doesn't want the fucking headache and all that. So he'll just take a hundred grand for it. You know, you give him a hundred grand. You know, he's happy with that. He doesn't have to think. He doesn't have to worry. He doesn't have to pay taxes. Just but like all that. So some people thought like legitimately that they were, you know, just just lucky. It was a fucking nightmare. It was a fucking nightmare. Um, but interesting, interesting documentary. Like I said, like the, it's like the mobsters, the mobs getting into the, the fast food sticker game, 
You know what I mean? And it was like all the winners too were like the fucking hick hillbilly types. You know what I mean? Like people of Walmart. It was, it was really, really funny. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I done McDonald's. I never won nothing before, but you know, I come from this one guy was talking. He's like, I'm from South Carolina and you know, and I tell you all these people are really good. I've been all over the place in my life, you know, beautiful people. And I'll tell you, I even been as far as North Carolina, you know, and I got to tell you the people in South Carolina, best hospital, best people in the goddamn world, man. I tell you, it's like, oh, well, really, uh, really, really traveled that one. Um, McMillions on uh, HBO, HBO documentary called McMillions. Uh, very interesting. 10 years, 10 years, this scam was going on, uh, before they were able to put a stop to it. So, uh, so interesting, interesting. And to see all the people who were like getting the money and you know, how it came with them anyways, very, very, uh, very, very interesting. I started watching, uh, only a six episode series, uh, called good talk with Anthony Jesselnick. It's basically like a 22 minute podcast, him across the table from another comic with little segments or whatever. Uh, so if you're a fan of Anthony Jesselnick, it's a fun show, but if you're watching it, you'll burn through it in two hours and, and then that's it. But I believe he spoke, uh, six guests were, um, Natasha Leggero, David Spade, uh, Kamel Nanjiani, Nick Kroll, uh, Tig Nataro, and, oh, this sucks. Well, I can't remember the other one. Obviously, wasn't that good. Um, oh, uh, Kristen Shawl. Boom. All from memory. There you go. So, yeah, uh, Anthony J- Justin looks good talk. Also on Crave TV. Just worth watching. I thought I'd throw that out there if you guys are a fan of his. Uh, I like his stuff. And it's it was it was good. But like I said, it's basically just like watching a, a podcast. Um, it was just conversations with a couple little segments. Like, I think one of the segments he did was like, is this, you got to tell me if this is uh, Tim Allen or a Tim Allen impersonator. And he'd be like, Ugh! and you're like, is that Tim Allen? Like, and they'd play that and be like, is that Tim Allen? Or is that a Tim Allen impersonator? And they're like, the sound would, and they're like, uh, you know, I think that's Tim Allen. It's like wrong. That's a gorilla in the zoo. Like, anyways, just goofy shit like that. Um, and I also started watching, oh Jesus. I started watching uh, Lights Out with David Spades. So that was David Spades talk show that, a hundred and some episodes on there. But again, it was just kind of like uh, like a two minute monologue at the beginning. They talk a lot about the bachelor. They talk a lot about Kardashians and, and yeah, it's, it, it's an interesting enough show. Again, these are things that I was putting on in the background while I was banging out my fucking expenses on my taxes, which I'm so glad I got finished. I am so close. As soon as Jason and I are home at the same time, I'm going to bang up my fucking taxes. Um, but I, I went through so many, so many receipts. Um, also for what it's worth too, in case you're wondering why it's taking me so fucking long, I was doing my 2020 taxes at the same time, like the, the first half of the year. So while I was doing all those, I've been getting all of the other expenses done that I've accumulated this far. So it won't be that long at the end of this year. I'm gonna actually try to make sure that at the end of every single month, I get all my stuff put into the system so that I, I will be done everything come the end of the year. I won't have to just sit down and just stick my face in paper. Um, boom. And what else can I tell you? I will tell you this. I, um, I, I wrote a new bit. Um, I'm not going to tell you the bit cause I haven't finished writing it, but I got a lot of the groundwork, a lot of the framework out of the way. Um, I, I was thinking about it in bed the other night and I was just, I, I was like, I was completely, everything was, was ready. I was, I was starting to even fall asleep as I was thinking about it. And I'm like, Oh, all right. I'll remember this tomorrow. It's funny, but I'll remember it tomorrow. And I was like, no, you won't. No, you won't remember it tomorrow. And it's really funny. And you're going to forget it. 
Uh, so I forced myself up paper, started banging out the ideas and I got out of bed three different times at it. Like, as I wrote down what I was thinking, I laid back down I was, you know, turn it over again. I was like, fuck this. Fuck. Like, fuck, I gotta get it. I had it back up and then writing all those ideas down before I forgot them back into bed, you know, thinking about it, turn it over new ideas. Like, fuck, that's funny. Back down and, and, and written it again. So I was like, I just kept banging out this shit for, for a while. So it was, uh, it was interesting. It was interesting. And I'm excited that I actually got excited to write a bit. Um, you know, and, and get it out there. So once things start opening up, I'll be able to, to tell this joke and I'll tell you guys how it goes. It is, it is, it's a mildly dirty joke, but it's more of a relationship. It's more of a men and women are different joke, but Hey, it's a new fucking joke and I will take it. Uh, so that was the week that I had thus far, guys. I also got an email from a pal red and, uh, you know, I was uh, expecting her to, to, to email, um, about uh, her horse because I was talking about her horse there and now uh, she has sent me one so I will read this to you guys and then send you on your merry way for the week um, Vanessa writes hey Josh looking forward to having you visit in a couple weeks we have been careful here and avoiding going out as much as possible much like where you are things are starting to open up but I don't see myself sitting on a patio or doing unnecessary shopping anytime soon we even decided to hire a babysitter at the house for my son rather than send him back to daycare before he starts school in September. Just wanted to let your listeners know that uh, you are coming to visit us is not out of us not caring for rules. We are very careful here and have a very small circle of contact, uh, but figure that you have been careful too. And so why not? As for the pony, yes, I'm eagerly anticipating eating him. He is fattening up on hay and grass. He's 14 hands high, which is how you measure horses and translate to one hand equals four inches. Ponies are anything 14.2 hands and shorter. Uh, despite being somewhat tall myself at 5'6", uh, being that, sorry, despite being somewhat tall myself at 5'6", uh, being that I'm a... And she, oh, wow. The, how about how fucking funny is that? Red's actually calling as I read her email. I'm going to put her on speaker. Uh, red, this is very funny timing. I'm literally reading your email to the listeners as you called. So you're on the podcast right now. I'm just holding the phone up to the mic. How you doing? That's hilarious. I hope the quality is kind of going to be awful because I'm in my car. That's fine. I, I can hear you in the headphones. You sound all right. It sounds like you're, you're on the phone with me. Okay. <laughs> what can I do you for? I'm doing good. As far as the listeners know, if this is July 1st, <laughs> catch it up on the podcast, we're not at the, we're not at the, yeah, we're not at the actual date that we are. Keep that a secret. I don't want them to know how exactly how late this podcast is. Okay. okay. Yeah. No, I just, I have my 20 minute ride drive to the barn. So I try and like catch up with people during that time. <laughs> Yeah, no, that makes, that makes sense. Exactly when I do my calls. And the funny thing is I'll call people, they don't answer. And then as soon as I get working on something again, that's when my phone starts ringing with everyone getting back to me. So it makes it, yeah. uh, makes it difficult. Why don't I read your email with you on the phone? How about that? Does that work for you? Sure. All right. Sure. We're at the part where you're describing hands high on, uh, on the, the thing here. So, um, I just got past, <laughs> past the part where you said you're eagerly anticipating eating him, which is hilarious. So you said, despite being somewhat tall myself at five, six, uh, being that I'm a slimmer build, I can still easily ride ponies. My pony is an Arabian, uh, which have one less vertebrae and one less rib than other breeds, which allows it to have a shorter back to carry heavier loads than other horses. Their size. It's funny because, uh, Arabians are the, the most coveted horses in uh, red dead too. But it's funny, as soon as you start talking about having less vertebrae and less ribs, 
it almost, it's funny to me. I, I would feel like more bones would almost make you capable of doing more, but you take bones out and it makes you more capable. Yeah. Well, it's like, um, I, I don't, I guess I don't know much about physics, like the science of physics, but like, if you know about like building bridges and things like that, obviously like a shorter bridge can hold more load. Right. So the like, right yeah. question mark. I don't know. I don't know. I know that at a certain yeah. point you start taking bones out, you're going to get significantly weaker. So I, I would almost want to ask, you know, the, the universe, what's the, what is the perfect number of bones? <laughs> Cause yeah. at a certain point they start to make you, you worse. A, you think about a bridge, like the, 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 the slats like of a bridge don't hold it up. It's the posts, right? So you think about a horse and their legs are the posts holding it, you know, strong, the ribs aren't whole. Yeah. Like a wiener dog at certain point, the, at certain point, the length is going to be over cumbersome. Like I totally, I get what you're saying. I just think it's funny. That the idea is that you take bones out and it gets stronger. I'm like, you keep taking bones out at some point. It's going to get weaker. All right. That's just math. All right. I know I'm right on that, okay. but I, but I get what I do get what you're saying. I totally know. Cause obviously the, the four legs, like you said, the, the longer the horse gets, the more it's going to, you know, it will get weaker in those middle sections. Yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely get that. Thanks for just using logic. Okay. It would have been funnier if I was just stupid. All right. But now I just, now I know something more. That's, that's what a, happens when somebody else is on the podcast with you. And that's why it's the one man podcast. That's right. Boring. <laughs> yeah. Well, it still helps. It's still, I'm still the one man in question. Everyone's like the one man would guess. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm the one man we're talking about. This is the one man getting smarter podcast. Uh, what else we have? You have Rufio is his name. Uh, from the movie hook, which I, which I guess that's the only time I've ever heard Rufio in my life, but his registered name is Amir Aladiyai, which means Prince of the Lost Nerik. Is your horse a refugee by any chance? Is he hiding here under another name? Is that <laughs> Amir Aladiyai? Oh, really? He, they found him in a random field? No, no. Like he was, he had just been, he had grown up in a, in a field, not being ridden or any human contact. Oh, did you give him the name Amir Aldai? Yeah, well, his his original name from the people that I bought him was Amir, which means prince. But I won't like more. So. Oh, you cut out. You cut out. Sorry, you liked what? Oh, so I. But I wanted. I I wanted the nickname Rufio. I felt bad like taking away his original name, so I kind of just made them all fit together. Is that what Rufio was? He was the oh prince of the lost boys. Yeah, he was the leader of the lost boys. Right. When Chan left. Right. I was trying to think of what's the lost part, but yeah, the lost boys. So he's prince of the lost, and that's what. Did you have to Google what lost or of the lost meant in like Arabic or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I, I googled prince prince of the lost, and that's kind of. And then I like double checked multiple sources. <laughs> to make sure. That's hilarious. Often horses have a show name or registered name, which is more fancy and then uh, a shorter barn name or nickname. It's the same with dogs. When you buy dogs and they're registered with like the, the Canadian Kennel Club or American Kennel Club, they have like their pedigree name, uh, you know, and then there's, and then there's just whatever you call them. Like, it's funny cause, uh, my dog chase, they usually have like the kennels name in front. So it's like his, his kennels name was Rivendell. So he was like, so he's his, even though his name is just Chase, his, his pedigree, his official registered name is Rivendell's Chase the Dream. That's, that's his name. Um, yeah. So I, don't worry. I I have a pretentious name for my dog. (laughs) 
<laughs> for my registered animal as well. Um, that's cool. That's very cool. What else you got? Many people think owning a horse is expensive, but it all depends on where you live and what you're expecting of the horse. I expect it to explain to me why it's missing bones. Uh, Olympic level horses can be upwards of 30 K to buy and then are kept and trained for thousands of dollars a month. And that's kind of what I thought, uh, originally, uh, mine is just a low level competitive horse. So he was cheaper than some dog breeds to board and feed, uh, sorry, than some dog breeds, comma, if I can teach you anything. And to board and feed him is about the same as a dog, I would say. <laughs> um, and I is capitalized, Red. Uh, <laughs> sorry, it's all I'm going to have on you. You're going you're gonna to be way more educated than me. Uh, tack can be very expensive, but it's generally a cost that doesn't occur very often. So essentially buying a horse is like buying a car. You can have a basic A to B kind of car, or you can drive a luxury sports car. Uh, depends on your preference and use uh, case. The real expense comes in the time for training. If you want your horse to be anything more than a lawn ornament, uh, if you teach them how to walk again, you're doing like physio with them. <laughs> it just stands still. Uh, I am right now training him five days a week with about two hour commitment each time, but that should change to three to four uh, a week once he's older. So that's where you're going right now. You're going to do your two hour training with him. Yeah. And you do that five days a week. Are we gonna are we gonna be training your horse when I'm there? We'll I'll have to go and visit him while you, while you're here. Yeah. Okay. Well, obviously I. No, I obviously want to come see him. No, I definitely yeah, want to come see him. I definitely want to come see him. I don't know if I'll do it every single day, but I'll. De I definitely yeah, want to come no, see him. Yeah. I'll probably like adjust the days a bit, like for when you're here. Like usually I go like today's Thursday, so I usually go Thursday. But you're getting here on a Thursday evening, so I won't go. Like I and I usually don't go on Wednesday, so I'll go on Wednesday instead of Thursday. Okay. You know, kind of and well, I like I go when, but my son goes to bed at like seven seven thirty. So as soon as he goes to bed, then I pack up and head out to the barn. So like, I'm not really like really what I was realizing was that time that I was using between you know I wasn't doing anything with it really. Like I was I was too tired to kind of like you know I make excuses about working out. And then I make excuses about doing like additional learning for work because I've been working all day. And so really this is, this time is kind of wasted anyways. So it's not, you know, like extra work really. Fair. And it's something you're excited about, which is great. Yeah. And I get to like be outside and, you know, especially in the summer, obviously in the winter, I might have a different thought about it. But well, it's hot uh, as fuck right now. Are you, are you dying in the heat right now? Yeah. Yeah, it's really hot too, but at least it's like in the evening, right? So the sun is going down and stuff. So, and out in the country, there's usually a nice cross breeze. Right. Well, that's pretty cool. I think we should, I, I want to get to this, but I love the, the hang time on this one just because it's funny. <laughs> it was funny in the email for those of you still in horror. I'm not planning on eating my horse, but many, many horses are sold for their meat when they either retire from their first job. They don't even get a chance at a second job. It's one and done racing or competing or their owner can't afford to keep them anymore. The meat is typically used in pet food. Actually that, that I knew. Um, and they make the, the, what the hoofs and the glue or something. Uh, well, don't want to make this too long. I'm still busy working busier than before, even despite the pony looking forward to some vacation time soon. Happy Canada day and see you soon. Oh, perfect. Okay. Happy Canada day. That's the, uh, that's the episode we're doing here. I know that you sent this to me for next week's episode <laughs> doing the Tarantino thing, bouncing around time wise. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask, uh, what's what's uh, what do you think the weight limit is on your horse? I don't know, probably, I would say 200 to 50. Yeah, not going to happen then. 
like at no, yeah, I think 200 is pretty much. Yeah, I'm not interested. It kind of depends what you're doing. If you're just walking around, then it's probably like higher, but yeah. Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I, I've just, I've never, I don't think I've ridden a horse shy of literally like a pony walking around, you know, being walked around at like some shitty, you know, the X, the X or something in Ottawa, you know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah. I was like, yeah, if you can ride this thing, and I don't mean like fucking ride, but just being able to walk him around. He's also not trained, so it'd probably be smarter to get on a trained horse than one that's not trained. Yeah. I, I don't want to fucking come home it. Christopher he's, Reeves. <laughs> no, he's trained-ish. Like, he just needs better training. Like, I can ride him, but for him to do what I want him to do, like, to, to, to be disciplined and, like, listen to me and stuff, like, I need to kind of start over at the beginning and establish, like, the foundation better and get him fit. Because right now he's not fit, so he's kind of, he gets really, like, um, anxious, I guess you could say, when I ask him to do something that's kind of outside of his comfort zone. <laughs> it's and like so outside of his comfort zone. I was going to say, if you want, I can come slap him around for you. <laughs> yeah. so, so or we can I give him, like, CBD. From, yeah, so I have to build him up from the beginning so he builds the the fitness and then with the fitness comes the confidence how many squats can he do <laughs> sorry it's just funny to me i'm like the idea of like well he's not training and he's not comfortable it's like just someone coming around slapping a horse around you know what i mean like an abuse i don't i don't advocate animal abuse at all but i'm thinking like something that yeah. the horse yeah. wouldn't feel but you have somebody who's just like slapping it in the face expecting to do something it's like he's got yeah, to work out more similar to training like a dog for example like that you that dogs are um pack bound right so right. like they answer to a pack leader right and so you have to establish yourself as the leader of their pack the pack of two right in order for them to listen and you know bond with you and you know not misbehave and attack you and it's the same thing with a horse you have to establish that um relationship with them so that they'll listen and you know care about you and not like turn on you do you like i'm I'm already yeah i'm already not gonna like the answer to this question but like do you have to like hit them with a riding crop um no not often and it's not like hitting to hurt it's more hitting to like pay attention yeah, but I, I I know people, I know abusers who would say that. Listen, I'm not trying to hurt my wife. I'm just trying to get her to think. Uh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I just want her to know what she's doing is wrong. That's horrible. Yeah. But, no, but, I, I know. But horses do that to each other, right? So, like, when they're, they're, like, my horse is going through that right now in his herd because he's new. They're figuring out, he's figuring out where he stands in the herd right like whether he's at the bottom or whether he's the like the top or in the middle and so the, the current leader in the herd will nip him in the shoulder or in the butt to like get him to submit right well um, dogs do that too each with each other socially yeah, so it's the same thing when you're like training them you'll tap them in the shoulder or in the butt because that's that's their common language do you know what i mean okay that that makes that makes more sense. I mean, I still don't love it, but it makes sense. And obviously, they're biting each other. As long as it's not like McDonald's chickens, where they're like, bites are way worse than like what I'm doing. Mine's just it's happen more a noise than like the bites actually like you know can bring the skin. Oh yeah, no, ab- absolutely. 
animals are more rough with each other than than you know that kind of stuff. It's just you know we've we've learned how to communicate and we have to find other ways of doing this. Um, no, it makes sense. Like, like I said, I I just thought like like spurs are the same idea. I guess those seem like more barbaric. Yeah, I, I like the spurs you see in movies. I've never actually seen those in person. Yeah, like I think that's obviously an old thing that's that's gone now, which is great. Yeah, but yeah. just that like, that I seems like just more. a little like um, bump that you attach to the back of your heel, and it's really blunt, and it's more just like to be added pressure. Right. Um, and it's rare. It's supposed to be like rarely used, and and only used by experienced riders, like a. A beginner rider should never use a spur because they just don't know how to use it sparingly enough. Well, that, yeah. And it's just, I, I would imagine it's the same when you snap the, the reins or whatever to get them to go forward. Is that just telling it something? Like, that doesn't seem to. Yeah. I mean, I know. Usually you don't use your reins to tell it anything. You use your legs, but. Okay. That's well, new. Well, why don't we, well, we'll save some of this for when I'm there. Cause you're going to co-host the podcast with me. I assume while, while I'm there, so we can ask more questions and stuff like that. And I can talk about what I see and this and that. Yeah. Groovy. Well, you've all, you've, you've almost helped to do a little co-host action with me on this one too. That's great. It's, it's perfect timing. Literally right. Not even like, Hey, I'm about to read your email or it's coming later on. I it was right in the middle of it. It's perfect. Perfect timing. <laughs> Fair. All right. Well, uh, that's the podcast red. What do you got coming up this week? Anything fun? Um, well, I guess it's, uh, Friday Eve. So, um, ish, right. I don't know what timeline you're using over there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's um, definitely not Friday yeah. right now. No, it's Canada day. Uh, this is uh yeah, yeah. Wednesday, okay. July well, 1st. <laughs> what was I doing back in time? No, that's that's yeah, actually really yeah. funny. No, no, don't worry about it. I'll, we'll we'll leave it a mystery because I know that uh, I know that I'm going to see you in not too too long. So uh, yeah. so yeah, no, it's going to be fun. Um, yeah, that was the podcast. That's I got nothing else to talk about. So we'll just we'll throw it here. We'll uh, we'll have the music coming up in a sec. Red, if somebody wants to send me an email uh, as lovely as yours, where do they send it? Contact at onemanpodcast.com. Oh yeah, you heard it, guys. Contact at one man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You heard it from Red, uh, the connection a little bit uh, choppy there, but contact at onemanpodcast.com, guys. Send your emails about whatever you want, and I will read it on the podcast. Whether you want to eat your your horse or talk about how many bones it's missing, uh, anything like anything at all, we'll, uh, we'll read it on the podcast, and I'll try to save them for when I'm with Red. And You know what? It would be really cool if you guys sent something that was... You know, maybe ask even either asking for advice or giving some sort of situation or a dilemma or something, and Red and I can do them together. It's always fun when there's two people because or a story about the last time you rode a horse. Yeah, there you go. Any anything like that? Yeah. Have you guys had anything, or do you have anything else animal wise that you know that's interesting? Uh, apparently, chimpanzees rip each other's testicles off in combat, like when they in combat. It's like, well, it's just an animal thought I heard recently. Someone was talking about how. Like just they're 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 very very aggressive. So like chimpanzees won't just like beat their prey. They like you know grab it and rip rip their nuts off and stuff like that. They're very uh, very aggressive. So I don't know. Just but whatever you guys want to talk about, send uh, send an email if you want. I think I always think advice is funny or would you rather's those kind of things. It's just always, it's just a conversation starter is getting people started with you know. You get to hear perspectives. Red, what's your favorite kind of porn? 
I don't know. I just think it's funny. I was going to talk about it myself at one point, and then I was like, you know what? I don't think that's. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to keep everything, uh, you know, at least have make sense. Do you even watch porn? I, I you don't strike me as a as someone who watches porn. I think you should just end the podcast. Fuck that shit. No, you should have just said, nah, I don't. I gave you an out and you decided not to take it. Why don't we save that for when I'm there? Just give me a yes or no. Do you even watch porn? Do you even watch porn? No. You don't? No. Liar. Like, no, I don't watch porn. Like, I have watched porn, but I don't watch Yeah, it's it. not part of your I weekly mean, routine. Yeah, that's, I just, you're just no. not a porn watcher. So I'll ask, I'll ask John what he watches. Cause there's, as a guy, I guarantee he watches it. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll have to, we'll have, yeah, I'll, I'll come up with something interesting. I just love, it's funny. Everyone who's listened to our podcast together last time I visited is always like, you put red in, in, in like, you keep asking her questions and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, it's fun. I like making people uncomfortable outside of their comfort zone with, with just ridiculousness. So, all right, listen, thanks for the call. Uh, I think that made the episode better and I look forward to seeing you soon. Yep. Okay. Peace out, friend. Later, yo. And the same to you onesies. Thanks for listening to the one man podcast. I hope you guys had a good time. Um, if you want to help me make red uncomfortable now that she's gone and can't hear what I'm proposing, uh, send me emails. You know what I mean? Uh, red's pretty cool. Uh, I've, I've done podcasts with other friends who are like, eh, I don't really want to talk. And it's like, well, then I don't know why you wanted to talk to me in an open forum. Cause that's the kind of shit that I do. I will talk about weird stuff. And again, it's, I don't care. It's just to get people talking. I like to talk about stuff that gets people out of their comfort zone. And just, I think I find that you learn a little bit more about people, you know, when everyone's like, we should really talk about this thing that's happening in the news. Why? So that you can pretend to have the same opinion as everybody else, that every one of our thoughts and things are on the same keel as everyone else. Come on, be a little original. There's no judgment here at the one man podcast from the regular onesies. The onesies are a community of amazing people. I got to say that you guys are all fucking amazing. There's the odd person that might pop into an episode here. Here's something go. Oh, I don't like that. That's not PC enough for me. Um, but they're not a onesie. You know what I mean? The onesies are the ones who you guys know, you guys know what's going on here. It's a lot of fun, right? We're all, we're all just people just trying to get by and talk about the porn that we like. Guys, send me emails, contact at onemanpodcast.com. Would love to know what is going on with you. I cannot wait to talk to you again next week. Looks like the Holy Ghost is gone. Now you're afraid of yourself. Over your shoulder you have to watch Heaven fall into hell Looks like you're about to, to sink So it's time to prepare Even the angels are losing sleep And the side walks up bare it's like the calm before the storm. You better swim. Just 
Like the 